0: Guys, thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your Friday night Smackdown post show for July 14th, 2023. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from my mother's basement right here in the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Friday nights wherever you may be. SmackDown tonight, man, very mid, very mid-show. Didn't really enjoy uh, much of anything on SmackDown tonight, more of the same, no Roman Reigns, and the story between Roman Reigns and Jay Uso continued without the most integral part of the story, and that is the World heavyweight champion, the universal heavyweight champion, Roman Reigns. Next week, WWE is on FS1 with SmackDown, and it will be then... We get the match official. It would be, I think, the first match that WWE has made official for SummerSlam. I don't know what the fuck they're waiting for. WWE will make Roman Reigns and Jay Uso next week official for the Universal Heavyweight Championship. That will be the main events of SummerSlam at Ford Field in Detroit. But WWE did more than just sell you on Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. WWE actually went above and beyond tonight. They pushed the envelope a little bit further into the next month, into the next pay-per-view, which would be Labor Day weekend. That would be Payback emanating from Pittsburgh. WWE seemingly tonight set up what would be one of the co-main events for that show, and that would be Jay Uso versus Solo Sokoa, aptly named Payback. Because I do think Solo Sokoa is going to have a very, very pivotal role in Jay Uso coming very, very close to winning the world championship, but then failing in the end due to his actions. Because he is solely with the tribal chief, and he right now is against both Jimmy and Jay Uso. But the story will be eventually, I feel, Solo Sokoa realizing what Roman Reigns, who Roman Reigns really is. And eventually joins his brothers as Roman Reigns and his empire, his island, is crumbling right before him, all around him. And that's where I think that's going. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Paul Heyman had a big uh, role tonight in that, setting that up. WWE also announced a fatal four-way tonight. And they announced this fatal four-way for the United States Championship. This invitational for the United States Championship, eight men will compete in two Fatal Four ways. One this week, one next week, and then the winners of both of these will meet the following week. And will probably get a championship match against L.A. Knight, or not L.A. Knight, Austin Theory. I already, I'm already telling you who's going to win the fucking thing. Austin Theory, we'll get a match with Austin Theory, who is the United States Champion at SummerSlam, tonight, Santos Escobar, he went in there against Pete Dunn, because I'm getting tired of Butch. Butch is a nobody. We're going to start calling him Pete Dunn from now on. Uh, anybody in the chat, hooligan, anybody that says I have to apologize, uh, get him get out of here. Get him out of here, bro. Just get him out of here. Don't even, don't even question me. Just get him out. Otherwise, I'm just going to take the chat and put it on members only. Remember, you guys got four weeks to wait to chat here. Don't fuck it up for yourself, because I'm not going to answer any of your instant messages on Instagram, and I'm not going to you know, reply to you on Twitter. Oh, why'd you block me? Four weeks you got. Don't fuck it up for yourself. I'll make it eight weeks. Get him out of here. So we got Butch, <laughs> Pete Dunn, Santos Escobar, AJ Styles, and Grayson Waller. Fatal four-way tonight. And Santos wins. I I was actually shocked that Santos won, but we'll get into it. We'll get into it on why he won the Fatal 4-Way tonight. Next week, it will be LA Knight winning his block for sure. And it looks like we may be getting LA Knight and Austin Theory at SummerSlam for the United States champion. So everybody that was asking for WWE to do something substantial with LA Knight at SummerSlam... It looks like we may be getting a new United States champion. At Four Field in SummerSlam, a lot of people are going to be with L.A. Knight. Yeah! At SummerSlam, man. It's going to be a great, great moment for that man as he is slowly becoming the most popular guy in all of WWE. He may actually be more over than Cody right now. And I'm not even fucking kidding you. L.A. Knight is here. Cody. Cody's below L.A. Knight right now. Seriously. Also, Charlotte Flair. Anytime Charlotte Flair's on TV, I uh, roll my eyeballs, and uh, seriously, I can't stand when she's on TV. It is just awful, awful, awful television. Really. She's in the ring with Bianca Belair. They're clearly setting up a triple threat match with Asuka, Bianca, and Charlotte at SummerSlam. I don't care. I don't care. Do you want to know why I don't care? Because it's the same cast of characters every single time. I don't even believe EO Shirai will cash or EO Sky will cash in this contract successfully. Every woman that has won that briefcase has cashed in successfully, man. They have mentioned that a few times on television. When they mention something like that on television, you know that WWE is looking to take that and change it. It's not going to remain like that every year. And EO would be the perfect person for them to have a failed cash-in with. You know why. We'll get into that as well as WWE and their women's division continues to create just awful, unengaging, unexciting, and uninteresting television. It's just bad. It's really, really, really bad. So we're going to go over all that. And so much more tonight. So much more tonight. I appreciate you guys very much for all of your supports on the podcast. I appreciate you being here with me on a Friday night. We got 1,900 people in the venue and continuing to file on in. Appreciate you guys very much. Follow me on social media, man. At J.D. from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. After tonight, I may be taking a break off of Twitter, man. I may be taking a break off of Twitter, man. What a complete fucking cesspool. Seriously. I'm also on Threads. I may actually go to Threads and start doing my shit over there for a little bit, man, Till Twitter calms down. Bunch of fucking crybabies on Twitter. Go touch some grass, geeks. Seriously, it's the middle of the July. It's a middle. It's the middle of the summer when the middle of July, and you're you're arguing with me on fucking Twitter. At least I get paid to do what I do on social media. I get paid to do what I do here. Thank you for the cameo, love. Lately, we fulfilled a couple of birthday wishes. Appreciate you guys very much. Hopefully, you guys enjoy those. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go check out all the other content that you might have missed on the channel, man. There's been extras up on the channel. There's been live streams up on the channel. We'll be doing it again tomorrow night. I'll be live. I don't know if Jesse's going to be with me. I got to ask him. Tomorrow night's anniversary. I think. What is that? anniversary Tomorrow, yeah. Slammiversary. I don't know who watches Impact, though. <laughs> Impact. we love Trinity we love Trinity man I hope Trinity wins the women's championship over on uh, Impact tomorrow night so we'll see man either way I'll be live for Collision the finals of the Owen the Owen Hart Cup Tournament got CM Punk versus Ricky Stocks and Ruby Soho will be going up again who won tonight did Willow or Athena win who won I didn't watch. I'm going to say Athena. Athena had to win, right? She's the ROH Women's Champion, right? Or maybe Willow won. WWE, well not WWE. WWE should have never given up Athena, but AEW has been pushing Willow pretty hard, man. Willow won. There you go, man. Willow's going to win the whole thing. There you go. They just gave you your winner right there. So, yeah, I'll be live tomorrow night with uh, Collision. We'll be doing our thing. Also, tonight's show sponsored by BlueChew. BlueChew.com. Code JD at checkout. Seems like most of the geeks on social media need some fucking BlueChew. Go get yourself a date, geeks. Code JD at checkout. All you have to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. We'll hang out with our beverages at the end of the show. Jesse will make you a nice fucking cocktail. And memberships are open. Hit that Join button down below. Become a VIP right here on Off The Script. And you can sit right behind me. Right underneath the fucking Mafia picture of myself with the moving eyes. How many of you guys knew that the eyes in the picture behind me move? Great. get into this very mid-episode of SmackDown, I'll probably be canceled for saying that this show sucked tonight, too, because you guys need something to complain about. Start the show off with Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair, the android herself. SmackDown Women's Division is very, very difficult to watch. Very difficult. I'm sorry. Bianca Belair made her way to the ring and she comes out. She said, People are always saying patience is a virtue and good things come to those who wait. But it's been difficult to wait for something she wants so badly. Good things come to those who wait, she says. It's Interesting. Bianca Belair held the championship and accumulated over 365 days as champion and is recognized as the longest reigning women's champion on Monday Night Raw in its history. And she's saying good things come to those who wait. Are you talking about yourself or are you talking about the people in the division that don't get anything? But... Bianca does, Charlotte does, Bianca does, Charlotte does, Becky does. Kind of an odd thing to say. I feel like I've been waiting forever for an opportunity to get my title back. You've been waiting forever. How long has it been? Five weeks? Four weeks? You held the title for 370 days, 380 days, whatever the fuck the number was. Oh, I've been waiting forever. Let's give somebody else a chance, maybe. What a ridiculous thing to say. She added that she had to jump through a lot of hoops just to get what she thinks should have been hers to begin with. Wow, man, those hoops. They were so treacherous and so dangerous for Bianca Belair to walk through, man. She bought a ticket to the show. That's her way in. That's her way in. She bought a ticket to the show, got involved, and here we are. Wow, man, hoops. She had to jump through many hoops. She said tonight is her night, and she'll show Asuka that not only is patience a virtue, but vengeance in sweets. God, this shit sucks. Ken, you know, one thing that I really, really, really wish from WWE management is to make the women sound a little bit more natural on the microphone. Everything that I'm hearing here was written and approved by Vince McMahon. It sounds just so robotic. Seriously. It sounds like someone who doesn't know what the fuck is going on, and it sounds like something written by someone in the most simplest and cringy robotic way. Nothing sounds natural. I gotta jump through hoops to get what I think is mine. Patience is not only a virtue, but vengeance is sweet. Really? I don't know. You may like it. You may think that this is good. I don't. I think this is fucking terrible. I think this is cringe. She said she'll get a KOD and a 1-2-3 and walk out as the new WWE Women's Champion. Phony. Absolutely phony and completely unnatural is Bianca Belair. There's somebody that needs a change. It's Bianca Belair. Charlotte conveyor belts herself to the ring. Fresh with a new firmware update. Charlotte smiled and She's in the ring. Charlotte as a baby face is fucking nauseating television. She smiled and told Belair that she got her all fired up. Charlotte predicted Belair will win tonight. She said that she's manifesting a win in flair country. She challenged her to a match after she wins. It's great. It's nice to know that we all are recognizing Asuka as the WWE Women's Champion. It's great. No mention of Oscar here. Oh, yeah, you're going to win. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get the match with you next after you beat the champion and win the championship. No real respect for the champion whatsoever in this segment at all. Bella suggested that they do it at SummerSlam when she wins the title. Great, great. You have to get by that woman with the fucking face paint and the blue mist first. Remember her? Charlotte said, if she wins, it's on. Belair then said, finally, she's ready for Asuka. They shook hands on it, I cringed, and Charlotte let out a, woo! Great. Asuka was watching on the monitor backstage, probably thinking the same thing that we were thinking. The fucking Disrespect. That is being shown to me as women's champion is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I got a couple of questions here, man. I got a couple of questions. I may be canceled for what I have to say here. You never know which way the winds are blowing on social media, man. You need content, I'll give you fucking content. All the content you want. This shit sucks. This shit sucks. First of all, who am I supposed to cheer for? Nobody. Nobody likes Charlotte Flair. Nobody. I don't know why anybody would be cheering for her to win this fucking match and win the title. Bianca Belair is a babyface, yet they showed heel tendencies a few weeks back because she attacked the babyface Asuka. Right. Who am I supposed to cheer for here? I don't want to see Bianca as champion. I don't want to see Charlotte as champion. I mean, if you're not going with Asuka, you have a fucking problem. Oscar should be the sentimental favorite, regardless of anything. People are already out in fucking numbers. Oh, well, Bianca, Asuka's going to put Bianca uh, over. The fuck does Bianca Belair need to be over for? She was just champion for 390 days. The fuck does she need to be over for? Why does she need anyone to help her get over? she should be the other way around. We should be getting Bianca and Charlotte establishing Asuka as the fucking champion. No, but that doesn't work in the way that we want. It doesn't work that way in WWE. Asuka is only a transitional champion. That's it. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. She knows it. Most importantly, she knows it. Who am I supposed to cheer for? Bianca Belair came out there with her scripted fucking babyface cringe promo that I am not invested in whatsoever. None of this sounds organic from the way that they're standing in the ring to the way that they're speaking to each other. None of it is fucking natural. None of it even feels real. And it's a problem in the women's division. Then you got Charlotte out there not even acknowledging, not even acknowledging Asuka is the fucking champion. Oh, when you win, I'm next. Wow, man. What a fucking slap in the face for your current champion. This is wrong. It's just wrong. Everybody's already looking forward to Charlotte versus Bianca. You're already, you you know it. You know it. You're already guilty. You're already guilty of feeling it and thinking it. Everybody's looking past Asuka. Does she make it out of SummerSlam with the championship? Probably not. Probably not. Who wins the championship? I don't fucking know. They may give it to EO. They may give it to Io Sky. Then she'll be a transitional champion. Charlotte will win the championship from either Asuka or EO. She already beat one Japanese woman in Asuka. Why not get the win over the other one? You know, Charlotte loves to pad her resume. Oh, I beat Asuka plenty of times. I entered her 900-day streak. Let me get the other Japanese woman. She can't wait. She can't wait. Charlotte will win the championship. They'll save this match. You will not see this match between Charlotte and Bianca unless it is at WrestleMania. You will not see it. You will not see it until then. That's what WWE WWE thinks is the biggest match in that division that they could do. It's not even the biggest match in the women's division. It's not. Do you know what the biggest match in the women's division is at this point? Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley. That's the biggest match that you could do in this division, period. Charlotte does not, and I mean this, does not deserve another championship reign. None of it means anything. It's nothing more than a fucking fake number that they're padding to put her in the Hall of Fame so that they can gloat that she beat Her father's championship record, whatever the fuck it is, 17. Great. We got another few years of this shit and then we can fucking finally move past this stupid fucking bullshit. Tired of the people that are just claiming, oh, Charlotte's the greatest ever. Charlotte's the best wrestler in WWE in that division. She's not even the best wrestler on her brand. She's number three. On that show, three. EO's better, Oscar's better. Who, right now? Honestly, I'm gonna go a step further. Do you wanna know who the fucking MVP of WWE is this year? You could fucking you want material? You want material, right? JD's a sexist, they say on social media. Do you wanna know who I think is the MVP of WWE this year? It's not Jay Uso, it's not Jimmy Uso, it's not Solo Sokoa, it's not Roman Reigns. Do you know who the fucking MVP is? You could take your sexism and shove it up your fucking asshole. Do you know who the MVP of WWE is this year? Rhea Ripley. That's your MVP. That is your MVP. Oh, but I thought JD was sexist. Kiss my fucking asshole. Ridiculous. Rhea has showed up, completely transitioned herself from what Vince McMahon thought of her to what she is now. Yeah, the title reigns are lacking. We don't know if she's injured. But the body of work that is in there with the Judgment Day and Dominic and what she does in the ring. Tell me when I am telling lies. Seriously. That's who your MVP of WWE is right now. Rhea Ripley. So take your fucking narrative about me on social media and fuck off. You didn't expect me to say that one, huh? Yeah, thought so. This opening segment sucked. Charlotte, Oscar, Bianca, SummerSlam. Bring a pillow. I don't give a fuck. Pretty deadly. Pretty deadly. We got Kit Wilson and Elton Prince versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland of the Brawling Brutes. A rematch. Another rematch. How many times have we seen this? On Friday night. It's got to be the third time already, right? Since Pretty Deadly got got called up. Tired of seeing it. Pretty Deadly's been feuding with the Brawling Brutes for how many weeks now? Match wasn't bad. Pretty Deadly's not a bad tag team. They know how to work. They know how to work. I just don't care for the gimmick. I, I I just don't know it. I just don't know how people are interested in these guys. They they, they come out, you know, they're, they're very flamboyant. And you know WWE's very high on them. They got them a fucking disco ball that lowers from the fucking ceiling into the center of the ring, and they start dancing. Somewhere, Disco Inferno's having a fucking field day. It's getting fucking hot flashes about what happened on WCW Nitro back in the 90s. They're very good wrestlers. Don't get me wrong. I never said, never, never, never said anything about their fucking in-ring ability. They're a great tag team. They know how to work. Pretty offense. They know how to play the tag team game. But I don't know if the fans are going to really gravitate towards them in any role, whether they are winning like they did tonight, whether they will win the tag team championships and carry that division as champions. I don't know if the fans are going to buy into them. I don't. It's going to be a very difficult sell. And right now I'm not feeling it. There's a lot of people that are in my same position. They're not feeling it. I did not like their work in NXT. And I do not like their work on WWE main roster. But I will tell you this. They are slightly less cringe on the main roster than they were in NXT. They let them go out there, and they were cosplaying fucking, who knows, on NXT. They they were allowed to do whatever they want with the gimmick. At least on the main roster, it's been toned down significantly from what we saw in NXT. That I can appreciate. But this feud with the Brawling Brutes, I'm ready for it to be over. I really am. Sheamus and... Elton Prince began the match. Prince retreated to the outside, and this this was funny. Elton Prince retreated to the outside, so Kit Wilson was on the apron. And Sheamus is like, all right, pussy, you want to go and run away from me? I'm just going to fucking bring your partner in, who's not the legal man, and beat the shit out of him. I'm just looking for someone to beat the shit out of. So that's exactly what he did here to Kit Wilson. So Elton Prince returned to the ring. He went for a hip toss, but Sheamus blocked it, hit him with a clothesline, Rich Holland tagged in, he worked over Elton Prince, headbutt, some punches. Holland then lifted Prince, Prince wiggled out of it, shot blocked to Holland, gave pretty deadly team control here. Wilson tagged in, pretty deadly, double teamed Holland, Holland lifted and backdrop both of them. Sheamus tagged in, Seamus dumped Wilson over the top, Seamus worked the 10 beats on Wilson, it was more than 20 beats, he doubled the beats on the apron. Holland worked on it on Elton Prince. We went to a commercial break. So when the show returned, Elton Prince was in control, and Sheamus was on the defensive here. Wilson tagged in. They were double-teaming Sheamus, kept up their team momentum. Wilson landed a running uppercut, tagged in Prince. Wilson tagged in quickly and kicked Sheamus in the face. Sheamus then lifted Wilson on his shoulders, slammed him. But when Sheamus went for the tag, Prince ran around the corner and pulled Holland off the apron. Like I said, very good tag team. Very good tag team. So, Kit Wilson and Elton Prince were double-teaming Sheamus. Wilson goes to the top. He jumped right into a jumping knee from Sheamus. Sheamus then makes the hot tag to Ridge Holland. He landed some back body drops and some shoulder charges on Pretty Deadly. And he hit a German suplex on Elton Prince, then landed on Wilson with the German suplex. So, it was almost a double-team, double- or double-German suplex here by Rich Holland. Holland landed a fisherman busted on Prince. He goes for cover. He gets a two-count. Pretty Deadly went to the outside. Sheamus came off the top on both members of Pretty Deadly. Back in the ring, Holland hit a side slam. Prince took a top turnbuckle pad off in his corner, and he did it just in time as Rich Holland was charging in behind. Holland hits throat first on the exposed steel underneath the turnbuckle pad. He goes up top. He hits a flying leg drop off the top rope. One, two, three. And Pretty Deadly gets a tag team victory over Sheamus and Ridge Holland of the Brawling Brutes. So they are back on their winning ways. And the Brawling Brutes, man, you know, when Triple H was booking the show back around Survivor Series, the Brawling Brutes, man, they were, I've said this for weeks now, they were one of the hottest factions in all the pro wrestling. Never mind WWE. They were right underneath the bloodline. And now they're not even in the top five for factions in WWE. I don't know what happened. Sheamus, they're doing a complete disrespectful disservice to Sheamus, man. Sheamus, for the body of work that Sheamus has given us this year, Sheamus should absolutely be rewarded. Now, I know you can't reward everybody, but I mean, holy shit. They went from the number two faction on SmackDown, number two faction in WWE, to basically being fucking... You know, a team that is no good in the WWE's eyes. They're, 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 no, they're, they're a mid-card team being fed to pretty deadly. Come on, man, really? They haven't done a lick of anything important on the main roster since WrestleMania. Sheamus went into that WrestleMania match with Gunther and Drew McIntyre, and that was it. That was it for him. They didn't want to take the title off of Gunther. They didn't want to put it on Sheamus, which would have been the perfect opportunity to do it. They got fucking illusions of grandeur here with Gunther beating the fucking IC title reign record. Man, Sheamus got the shit end of the stick. He seriously did. I don't know. People were, you know, who was it? I think it was Mark Henry. Mark Henry on Busted Open was pushing for LA Knight to let his contract run out. When his contract is run out, Go look for employment elsewhere. It might be time for Sheamus to look for, uh, for employment elsewhere, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's a great fucking wrestler, man. He's one of the top guys on that brand. He's not being treated like one. Just feel like he's in that AJ Styles boat, man. Great. But we're going we're gonna to use you to help get the younger talent over. Meanwhile, you never gave him his fucking flowers this year. You never gave him his flowers. He had one title to win. Couldn't do it. I don't know what story they're waiting to tell with that one, but that ship has fucking sailed and is gone. You're never going
1: to be able to tell that story again. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed.
0: He was interviewed backstage. Kathy Kelly is the new interviewer on SmackDown. I have no problem with that at all. Kathy Kelly, as far as I'm concerned, could be the interviewer on Raw and on Friday. On Raw and on SmackDown. She asked Waller if he was surprised by receiving a title shot this soon. I'm actually surprised. He had one fucking match in WWE. They're already giving him an opportunity at the United States title. I mean, come on. Come on. I get it. I understand it, but... Logistically, it doesn't make any sense. Wallace says he's not surprised. He said he didn't sink. He swam and no one is, or everyone rather, is talking about him. Wallace said The Rock is obsessed with him and he knows where to find him. He said tonight he will cement himself on SmackDown with his hand raised in victory. He walked away from Kathy Kelly and walked back to Kathy Kelly to say if you can smell what I'm cooking. Ha, 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 ha. I don't know what they're doing with Grayson Waller, man. It's like, it's like Vince called up Dwayne and said, hey, uh, hey, pal, my son-in-law's got this Aussie kid who needs some rub. Do you mind? That's good shit, pal. I don't know. I don't know. We got Edge. We got Rock. Who's going to be Nasina? Who's next? to help push Grayson Waller to the top of WWE. Like, I get that they're high on Grayson Waller, but there are boundaries. I don't need rock. I don't need edge. I don't need Cena all in the same fucking week trying to put this guy over and hype this guy up. Why don't you let it happen organically? The guy's a great worker. The guy's a great promo. Why don't you just let him get over And push him on SmackDown the way that they did in NXT. He will get over. We don't need it to feel so unorganic. Rock is not coming back to wrestle Grayson Waller. John Cena is not wrestling Grayson Waller at SummerSlam. Probably not ever. What are we doing? Little things here and there. Yeah, great. Puts it in the eyes of the fans that they're trying to help get this kid over. Great. WWE's all in on him. Great. Let him wrestle. More of what we saw last week, more of what we saw tonight. That's all I care about. Adam Pierce. He saw Charlotte walking out of the building. If I'm Adam Pierce, I'm letting her leave. I'm not even asking why. He asked, Where are you going? She said she knows he doesn't like interference in title matches and she might not be able to resist, so she's leaving. Pierce seemed surprised and maybe a little uh, skeptical about what she was saying. Bailey and EO skywalked in. Bailey said, Charlotte's not the only one who feels good about tonight. EO held up the briefcase and smacked the briefcase a little bit. Charlotte heard that and said, On second thought, I think I'll be staying. Bailey one on one with EO. Uh, no, no, not one on one with EO. She's out there with Bailey. One on one with Zelina Vega Bailey. Bailey versus uh, Sasha Banks. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Zelina Vega. I'm sorry. It's almost like I can't tell the fucking difference anymore between Zelina Vega and Sasha Banks. Just to give you a glimpse into my sick, twisted mind, man. Does anybody else feel the same way that I do? Seriously. One week she comes out with red hair. The next week, she comes out with blue hair. Am I the only one who thinks WWE is trying to push Zelina Vega on TV as much as they are with the way that she looks now because she kind of comes off like this Sasha Banks clone? And she's nowhere near the wrestler that Mercedes is. Nowhere close. But, I mean, she's starting to look more and more like Sasha Banks out there than fucking Mercedes is. The fuck are we doing Sasha 2.0 out there I won't be fucking surprised if WWE approves of Zelina going out there and what does she do when she's out there she loses every fucking match she's in she loses every single match that she's in every match it's almost as if WWE thinks to themselves, now they didn't do this. They didn't tell her to go out there and, do, and, and change the color of her hair and, and whatever and look the way she does. She does that. She thinks what she does is what she should be doing, right? But WWE obviously has control over the career. They're probably thinking to themselves in the writer's room, well, we got, we got Zelina Vega. She, she looks so much like Sasha. You know, let's have some fun with it. We hate Sasha for what she did. Fuck that bitch. We got Mercedes over in New Japan. We're going to show her. She doesn't want to be in the big leagues, pal. We're going to use Zelina, and we're going to bury her because she looks like Sasha. This is the type of shit that I think about, man. She looks like a fucking Sasha Banks clone out there. Legitimately. Ridiculous. Lamar Peoples, you're a fucking idiot. Sasha Banks does not suck. Get him out. I'm in one of those moves tonight. Get Lamar Peoples out of the chat. Sasha sucks. (laughs) Oh man. Oh you guys are funny, man. You guys are really, really fucking funny. Get him out. Get him out. Two minutes. This match went two minutes. This match should have got the fuck out. Get him out. Bailey and Selena Vega. Bailey wins with a rose plant. If I told you what else happened in the match, I'd be fucking lying to you. I don't who gives a fuck. Two minutes. Two minutes. After the match was over, we got a vignette that aired with Shotzi who said she's a little weird but also in control. She then shaved off her long green hair. I'm going to show you just how chaotic I really am. She said as she began maniacally shaving her head, then they cut to Bailey and EO, who looked like they were trying to look disturbed by what they just saw on the big screen. Now, I will say this. I will say this. The way that this was shot, I really wish WWE would shoot a lot more of the shit that they did with Shotzi Tonight. I thought the way that they filmed it, the way that they shot it looked fucking fantastic. Seriously. You don't really see a lot of that type of stuff in WWE. Very cinematic. You want to talk to all the geeks, want to talk about, oh, the bloodline is cinema. Looked very cinematic, very real life. Just had a different, diff- a different vibe to it. It wasn't your typical WWE production, you know? So I really enjoyed the way that it looked and the way that it came off. It was dark, gritty, and it fit Shotzi's attitude. Great. The problem, the problem came in the, in the shaving of the head, okay? First of all, nobody knew. Why Shotzi shaved her head. Was it a week ago or two weeks ago? Bailey shaved Shotzi's head for absolutely no reason. No reason whatsoever. There was no explanation. None whatsoever. We still don't have a reason on TV why Shotzi shaved her head, okay? Or why Bailey did it first and then Shotzi did it. So when I saw this, When I saw this all happen on social, on, uh, on SmackDown, I was on Twitter for maybe 10 minutes today, okay? I don't scour Twitter. I don't use Instagram, hardly use Instagram. I'm not on social media like that. I'll tweet something when I'm thinking about it. Let me log into my app on my phone. Let me tweet it out, put it down, and I'll check it periodically throughout the day, and then I'll log off. I'm not on there to look at news, I usually just go right to the websites that I go to. I'm not using Twitter for news. I don't give a fuck what anybody has to say. I don't give a shit who's posting what on Instagram. I'm not on there like that. Nobody, nobody, nobody knew what Shotzi was doing when they aired the clip on SmackDown. And if you did, and if you said you did, you're lying. It was after the fact that the segment aired Shotzi went to Instagram and put out an Instagram story. She did what she did tonight for her sister because her sister is going through chemotherapy for cancer. You didn't know that until it was posted. Nobody on Twitter knew that until it was posted. I didn't know it because I don't live on fucking social media. So you could shove that up your fucking asshole as well. okay? I didn't know that. You didn't know it. I didn't know it. Nobody knew it. Sap didn't know it. Nobody knew it. I didn't even know Shotzi had a fucking sister, number one. Nor did I know she had cancer, number two. Do you know why I didn't know it? Because I didn't know what was going on because I don't regularly stalk pro wrestlers on social media to a point of being a fucking loser, okay? I don't give a shit what these people do. I don't give a shit what you do, what you think, how fucking social justice you are. I don't give a fuck about anything on social media. I don't. Do you know what I care about? Me doing this and doing my job and making sure that my life is fulfilled. That's all I care about. So if you guys are upset at me for what I said on Twitter about Shotzi, nobody knew. Nobody knew. And all I said, I didn't wish harm on her. I didn't say anything negative. Again, it was all in the wrestling realm. I didn't like it because normally when creative decisions happen like this, it fucking sucks. That was before anybody knew Shotzi had a sister or Shotzi was doing something to honor her sister. Yeah, you want me to delete a tweet, and you want me to say this, and you want me to apologize, yet I got death threats coming at me with all these fucking know-it-alls who also found out in the moment that I found out, pretending like they knew, like they know Shotzi personally. These people don't give a fuck about you. But you're on social media stalking their every fucking move. I mean, you got people in the Alexa Bliss realm who knows what her child's name is going to be. You got people in this realm who follow Mercedes to the fucking airport who know where she's going and what fucking terminal she's going to be sitting at. These are the types of people that are online looking for shit like this. But then I got to get criticized because I'm a journalist. A, no, I'm not. B, I don't want to be a journalist. I don't look for stories like this. I don't look for wrestlers' Twitters and Instagrams. I don't follow these people like that because they don't give a fuck about you. fuck am I going to be following Shotzi for on Instagram? Who gives a fuck? All you people do is need something to complain about for the moment because your lives are fucking unfulfilled. On a Friday night, instead of going out and going to grab a drink, how lucky I wish I could be doing that, Go grab a drink. Go on Bumble. Swipe right on somebody in hopes that your fucking fat, slobbery, virgin, video game loving geek ass goes out and fucking finds a date. Maybe you do. Give it a shot. Go out there and fucking get a life. Get a life. Meanwhile, you're on social media with me arguing that I didn't like a creative decision Because of a fucking story that wasn't even leaked yet. For a reason that wasn't leaked yet. You didn't know. Neither did I. And people want me to apologize. For what? Because I didn't want her to shave her hair? Who gives a fuck? Who gives a shit? Seriously. I got death threats coming at me left and right. You want me to fucking delete the tweet and apologize? Yeah, You can kiss my fucking asshole. Apologize. Fuck out of here. These people are going to apologize to me? Saying this shit to me when they don't know who I am? Kiss my ass. I'm going to add this little cherry on top of the fucking shit Sunday that you guys created on social media tonight. WWE could have did this a lot better, too. They could have did this a lot better, too. They could have actually made sense of the storyline. Instead of making it seem like Shotzi is unhinged and shaving her hair for no reason, right? Maybe, maybe next week we'll get the reason, but right now we got no reason. Right now it lives on Instagram only. I don't give a fuck what lives on Instagram. I care about what happens on television. Shotzi's Instagram isn't drawing 2.5 million people a week. SmackDown is. WWE could have did this a lot better. Instead of having Shotzi shave her hair tonight... WWE could have made the fucking vignette, have Shotzi sit in that dark room that she was in, all fucking cinematic and gritty and dark, challenge Bayley to a hair versus hair match, and then lose the match and shave her hair. But WWE, yeah, they're too good for that. They're too good for that. They do things backwards, just like they did the opening segment with Bianca Belair and Charlotte segment that aired in the opening of SmackDown should have been done next week, not this week. They're already expressing their desire to wrestle each other. Meanwhile, the woman, Bianca, has a match with Oscar tonight. He didn't win the championship yet. You're making plans to wrestle each other for the title that you don't own right now. WWE could have did this a little bit better creatively. I don't give a shit about these people's personal lives. I don't. I care about what happens on the show. No, I will not apologize. No, everything that I tweet on Twitter is about the creative direction of the show. Please, I beg of you, continue to use my name on social media, continue to take screenshots of everything I say, and continue to pander to your fucking geeks. Every time you do, everything with my name attached and a picture attached is going to generate more views for you on Twitter than it does when you usually tweet out your nothingness on your own. Garen fucking teed. Everybody that tweeted about me tonight, your fucking social media audience was raised by a good 30% tonight because my name was included in the tweet, in the thread, and everybody was fucking engaging with it because they can't fucking stand me. The reason why people hate me is the reason why you guys love me. They are so fucking woke And progressive and fucking full of just fucking cancel culture garbage. That they can't stand somebody who simply stays in his own lane and fucking makes honest mistakes when he does and stays in his own lane and is honest. They don't like that. They don't like that narrative. It ruffles their feathers. And when they don't agree with something, they get the fucking cancel culture brigade. And what happens? You look like a bunch of fucking idiots because you think you think that you're going to cancel me. You you think you're going to get rid of me. You think I'm going to be here tomorrow and then the next day comes, I'm not going to be here. No. I ain't going nowhere. I don't know where the fuck you guys think I'm going. Where am I going? Yeah, let me pack my bags up because nobody agreed with my creative take on Shotzi because nobody knew she a had a sister and B did what she did because she was honoring her sister who had chemo and is going through chemotherapy for cancer. Wow. Wow, man. We live in a fucking fucked up world, man. You guys are lucky you have social media to hide behind a fucking avatar of someone who's not you and talk shit on another person, man. I can't fucking wait. I can't wait for the day that I'm sitting in my fucking dark horse in 2024 laughing at everybody that can't fucking stand me and who I am and can't stand my fucking existence. It will be at that point where I'll add another W to the fucking shit that we do on this channel. I don't give a fuck. I will never give a shit. I'm not apologizing for shit. I'm not. You fucking break. You didn't know. You didn't know until she Instagrammed the story about Shotzi's sister. Neither did I. But after you guys were fucking hostile and wishing me fucking death left and right on social media, I said, apology, fuck out of here. Fuck out of here, man. The tweet stays up. I don't apologize because I didn't say anything. And I just gave you a better creative direction than WWE did tonight with Shotzi and Bailey. They should have did a hair versus hair match instead of her shaving her hair off for no reason. Give me a fucking break. And by the way, here's another little little asterisk next to all this shit. A lot of people are like, oh, J.D.'s got to quit the Vince McMahon narrative. Everything is not Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is running creative. What do I need to do to convince you? What? Is he in complete control? No, he's not. Triple H needs to be there. It's almost his duty to show up. If Triple H did not show up to work, it'd be headline news across the world tomorrow that Triple H is not at SmackDown. Triple H is not on the creative team anymore. He's not making creative decisions. They can't have that happen before the sale of the company is official. They can't do that. WWE would be risking it all. You think Vince is going to assert full dominance Right now, with the merger of UFC and WWE with Endeavor, it's not even done yet. When it's done and the papers is signed and they're officially on Wall Street as TKO, then that's when the party starts. But the hair, shaving of the hair thing, you know, a lot of people are fucking blind to the fact, man. You know that you're watching a new Gen Z fucking viewer of WWE, man. This is why I don't really say you know, these people are worth anything. Like, what the fuck do you know? I said this was clearly a Vince McMahon thing. Normally it is. Why would Triple H shave Shotzi's hair if she didn't have a good reason? Right? Take away the cancer thing. Take away her sister's condition. If this existed on SmackDown and they did it for no reason, it's absolutely a Vince McMahon thing. Triple H doesn't shave people's hairs. Why would he do that? And for all the people that are claiming, oh yeah, Shotzi, Shotzi, this is going to lead to a big push for Shotzi. WWE had Shotzi on the main roster for three years and did nothing with her. You think all because of a family issue and they're bringing it to television that WWE is miraculously going to push Shotzi Blackheart on television? Give me a fucking break. I don't care what the issue is. She will go nowhere. Oh, it's leading to this. It's leading to that. WWE has given you fuck all of a reason to make you believe that they're going to do anything with Shotzi. They've done nothing with her in three years. Now, all of a sudden, because she shaved her head, she's going to get a major push. Why don't we just put both world championships on her at this point? That's what people think is going to happen. What are you, stupid? She shaves her head for a feud with Bailey. And that's it. The win here is honoring her sister live on television. She's not going to get a major push. She's not going to win a world championship. She's not going to be a face of the division. She will do this for her sister. And that is the end all be all. It will lead to nothing. You're all getting excited over a storyline with Bailey that will be gone in, what, three weeks, four weeks after SummerSlam? Over. The fuck are they arguing with? What are they fighting over? Man, you guys are fucking gullible. Gullible motherfuckers, honestly. Shotzi's going nowhere. And do you genuinely think that after this is all over and hopefully her sister makes a miraculous comeback and gets back to good health, you think WWE is going to push Shotzi with no hair? The company that is so fucking just looks-wise, just pathetic... Everything that this company do does is image. You think WWE is going to push a bald-headed Shotzi on television? You think that's a good image for them? Shotzi doesn't cle- clearly, clearly doesn't fit the mold that WWE wants. She doesn't. I don't know where you think this is going. It ends with Bailey, and then after that you'll be begging for Shotzi to be back on television and asking why, 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 why? I just told you why. It's what we do here. Stop getting excited about things that happen on television when the company does nothing, nothing to earn your trust. Stop. This company loves disappointing its fan base. You're all fucking swooning and drooling over, oh my God, Shotzi, oh, she's going to be great. He didn't know. He didn't know. Put the phone down, get off Instagram, shut the fuck up, let me do my job. And just like I suspect that I got 2,400 of you in here tonight on a Friday night waiting for me to talk about this fucking bullshit story. Continue to use my name on social media. I beg of you. I beg of you. Everybody that did is already clipping the fucking show and listening to me because you can't stand the fact that I got people here weekly waiting to hear what I have to say. Got more people that love me than more people that hate me. It's a very small, minuscule audience that hates me. Continue to hate me. You don't know jack shit about me, my family, and what I do. All you know is what you hear based on this show. And if that's the reason why you hate me, maybe you should look in the fucking mirror because more than likely you hate your life, you hate your fucking situation, and you hate yourself. Moving on. Jay Uso. Jay Uso was in the ring. He comes out. He's about to address his situation following the tribal court with Roman Reigns. Talked about how he and his brother Jimmy grew up together. And they were always by each other's side. Fans all of a sudden started the what chant. I don't know why. Like, Where the fuck were they tonight that they started the what chant? They were in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina. You you, you guys can fucking go take a walk with that shit. Honestly. Garbage. He said there's something special about being a twin. He said their emotions line up. If he's hurt, I'm hurt. He said he respects their culture and grandparents and mothers and fathers and nephews and nieces. He respects the whole family. He said when it comes to Reigns, I'm disrespecting all of you. He vowed to spank Solo like he did last week. He said Paul Heyman has been puppeteering his family for 40 plus years. He said all that stops now because he's the real head of the table. Paul Heyman comes out, interrupted, did his shtick. Ladies and gentlemen, blah, blah, blah. Walked out with Solo and introduced himself and in Solo. Heyman said Solo wasn't there to enforce his will or ensure victory for the bloodline. He said it was there to enforce the peace. He told Jay that they are stepping into the ring and it's not going to lead to a fight. He said, Alpha and Sika and their father and his father and his father before him established that. He said, next week, Jay and Reigns will discuss the rules of engagement. It's when they make the match official for SummerSlam. He said, this week, they're going to have a chat about a few things. He said, with all his indignation, he's sounding more and more like a tribal chief every day, his Jay Uso. Heyman told Solo that Solo was right when he says Jay doesn't have self-awareness or the conscience needed to be the right-hand man. He told Jay that what happened to Jimmy was all Jay's fault. Heyman looked into the camera and then started talking to Jimmy, who was probably laid up in a hospital bed somewhere. And he said the beating Jimmy took was all because of his twin, Jay. He told Jay he's not sure how he could ever forgive himself or how Jimmy can ever forgive him. Your father will never forgive you. Heyman then said, your mother will never forgive you. He said he loves him, though, but he will never forgive him. He said, Reigns will never forgive him. Solo walked up to Jay with a microphone, took the one from Paul Heyman's hand, said, whatever happened to Jimmy is on him. He said directly to his brother's face, I will never forgive you either. Solo speaks. Jay and Solo exchange some words off microphone. Jay then punched Solo. Solo and Jay start punching each other. Jay knocks Solo to the floor with a super kick. He then had Heyman in the ring alone. Jay looked at Heyman, laughed. Heyman backed into the corner, afraid. Solo attacked Jay from behind. He went for the Samoan spike. Jay ducked and took Solo down. Jay then turned and caught Heyman with a super kick right to the chin. Heyman doesn't take many bumps, so you know this shit's getting serious when Heyman's taking a fucking bump. Jay leapt through the ropes onto Solo at ringside, then returned to the ring and played up to the crowd. Fans were chanting, Uso, Uso. Heyman sat up. Saw a chair he brought into the ring. Jay then noticed Heyman and eyed him and the chair. Jay picked up the chair. Solo intervened. Jay hit Solo across the back as Heyman rolled to the floor. Michael Cole then said the family civil war has just been taken up another notch. This segment was great. This segment was great. They're honestly at a point now where they're basically telling Jay that, listen, you know, I see what you're doing. We forgive you. We forgive you, but we'll never forget, right? We love you, but we will not be looking back on this moment and just wiping it away and sweeping it under the rug. They forgive him, but they don't really forgive him. Solo and Jay. It looks like WWE planted that seed tonight because Roman wasn't there, so... Clearly, Roman and Jimmy aren't there. They got to do something with the two remaining members of the bloodline. WWE is setting up Solo and Jay for payback. That's exactly what they're doing. Aptly named payback in Pittsburgh, Labor Day weekend. Somehow I envision Jay and Roman going a good 20 plus minutes. Jay comes within the inch that he's looking for to win the championship. And Solo does something, whether it's behind the referee's back. Well, whether it's a disqualification, he saves Roman from losing the championship. And whatever happened to Jimmy is going to happen to Jay. And Solo is going to lead the charge at SummerSlam, which leads to Jay versus Solo at payback. What Roman does, I don't know. Maybe we do Roman versus Jimmy at payback. I don't know. We'll switch the roles. It's not Solo and Roman versus the Usos anymore. Solos, Iron Jay, and Jimmy clearly is going to be Iron Roman. That's the way I see it playing out for payback. I don't know. This is great stuff. Everybody's loving what's going on here. You don't know which direction it's going to go. It's the best part of it all. You don't know what is going to happen next. They reached a point where you just don't know what's going to happen next. And that, to me, is the best part of this entire thing. Roman Reigns is not losing at SummerSlam. You still got people on, on, on Twitter thinking that Jay Uso is going to be the one to take down the tribal chief. Roman Reigns is not losing two straight pay-per-views in a row by pinfall. Goes to show you how clueless people are. Honestly. WWE is not ever going to have this Roman lose two shows in a row. Solo versus Jay at Payback. Book it. AJ Styles, Grayson Waller, Santos Escobar, and Butch. The United States Open Invitational, part one. Part one. Winner of this match wrestles the winner of next week's Fatal 4-Way in a match two weeks from now to find out who the number one contender is. WWE multi-man matches, WWE Fatal 4-Ways, and Triple Threat matches are typically very, very good. They know how to book a nice triple threat, fatal four-way. Austin Theory was on commentary. Grayson Waller started with Butch, Pete Dunn. Don't know when we're going to get Pete Dunn back on television, but Butch is still here. Butch went after Waller on the outside. Inside the ring, Escobar worked over Styles with some chops. Styles put Escobar over the top to the outside. Butch and Styles squared off in the ring, created pin attempts until Waller... Went for a double pin on both of them. Only got a two count. Styles and Butch fought until Escobar came off the top rope. Took them both out. Waller took down Escobar. Escobar came back with a boot to the face. Waller came back. Ran into a German from Butch. Everybody exchanged shots on each other until everyone was down. And we go to a commercial break. We're back from break. Butch is doing the joint manipulation spot on Waller. Escobar is in. He came right back and took, a de- uh, took down Styles before going to the top rope. Waller cut Escobar off. Butch hit Waller with an inzuguri. Styles is back in the fray. All four guys were in the corner. Ultimately, we hit the typical and very formulaic avalanche multi-man spot in the corner with Escobar landing on su- a sunset flip. And triple power bomb on all three of the guys on the top rope, so all three of them were there. And suplex into the power bomb spot, sunset flip, whatever you want to call it, big multi man avalanche spot. Everybody's down. Escobar hit knees on everyone else as they got to their feet. So meteorous for everybody. Escobar landed a phantom driver on Grayson Waller, which is his finishing. He gets a two count. Waller rolled to the outside, and all three of the baby faces here trading strikes. So Waller lifted Butch. Butch worked out of it, kicked Waller in the back of the head. Waller threw Butch to the outside. And he was the recipient of a moonsault from Butch. Escobar followed up with a splash. Styles set Butch up for a Styles Clash inside the ring. Carrion Cross, all of a sudden was on the big screen. And he beat up the O.C., he took care of the OC two on one backstage. Styles saw this and ran to the back to go help his boys. So Waller hit a rolling stutter on Butch. But immediately after that, Escobar came off the top rope and hit a splash on Grayson Waller for the one, two, three. And Santos Escobar gets the surprise win over AJ Styles, Butch, and Grayson Waller. I had this match going to Grayson Waller. I did. I had this match going to Grayson Waller because he is the lone heel in this match. And I figured if they were going to do LA Knight, they'd do LA Knight a babyface, who's right now a babyface. Let's be honest. He's a babyface. WWE might not want him to be a babyface, but I don't give a fuck what WWE wants. I figured they'd do the babyface versus the heel, Grayson Waller versus LA Knight. Now, clearly, they don't, they don't have a problem with LA Knight losing. He's lost last week and he's lost this week. He has yet to get a win on the main roster. So tonight would have been the ideal moment to give him a win by pinning a Butch or an Escobar, pinning a, you know, or or a a Waller, rather, pinning Escobar, pinning Butch or Escobar to get the win tonight, to go to next week, to lose. Losing to LI Knight would have been nothing. It would have been sweat off his back. Nobody would have even cared. But tonight he lost. When in theory, tonight he should have won. Heel versus babyface. Waller will look great. LA Knight would have made him look great. They could have built that up. I think WWE fucked up here. Now we got Santos Escobar versus LA Knight. A babyface versus a babyface. Escobar is actually getting the shit end on this deal. He needs people to look at him in a serious way. They need to cheer. WWE needs people to like and enjoy Santos Escobar. You're throwing him to the wolves in two weeks. Nobody's going to give a fuck about Santos Escobar against LA Knight. This spot was tailor-made for Grayson Waller, and they failed, as usual. WWE creative failed. Now we got Escobar versus LA Knight. It's not going to do Escobar any good. And LA Knight, I'm saying LA Knight's going to win next week, which... I mean, if they don't give him the win next week, I mean, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. I don't. LA Knight versus Escobar, book it for two weeks. LA Knight versus Austin Theory, book it for SummerSlam. LA Knight winning the United States title, book it at SummerSlam in front of 45,000 people. Very easy. Austin Theory's done nothing with that title. WWE will do nothing with Austin Theory and that title. It's time to take it off of Theory and put it on somebody that actually the fans give a fuck about. Back from break, Styles was backstage talking to the OC saying Cross was right and their feud isn't over. I thought the reports said last week that Karrion Cross was injured. We got Karrion Kross last week. Everybody was reporting that Cross was injured. Is he injured? If he's injured and it was as serious as people made it out to be last week, he shouldn't have been on the show tonight. But there he is. He clearly got medical clearance to be on the show. Clearly the Styles and Cross feud is not done yet. They're going to get another match. I don't know when the match is going to be, whether it's going to be next week or the week after that. They're getting another match. So does anybody have a fucking reason why this match last week went two minutes if Cross is not hurt? Or maybe he got hurt last week, and they had no choice but to do it two minutes, and then they found out that the serious injury wasn't as serious as people were reporting about? I don't know. But none of their matches have gone over ten minutes. None. WWE continues to string along Cross in a lot of nothing, They got him feuding with Styles, and none of these matches have meant shit. Seven minutes, three minutes, last week went two minutes. I mean, holy shit, with the amount of time that they've been given in three matches, it should be the total time that they get in the ring with one match. Yet I'm the negative one. What are we going to get next week? We got seven minutes, we got four minutes, or three minutes, we got two minutes. What do we got? What do we got next week? Four minutes? Maybe one minute. It's tough to care when we saw them last week go two minutes. Hank Cross didn't even get an entrance. Tough to care. Ray Mysterio. He cut a promo. I don't know why they can't get this guy a better fucking microphone. I mean, where did he film this promo? Fucking uh, Samsung uh, fucking uh, flip phone. Well, what did he record this on? An iPhone five? There's no way Ray Mysterio's fucking microphone issues are that bad. He's out there saying that. He said he'll be in the Fatal Four Way next next week, and he'll end up one step closer to the United States title. Should they? Cameron Grimes, he's in this United States Championship title picture. By doing what exactly? I don't fucking know. He's been off TV for what? Five weeks? Five weeks. By the way, Butch, a loser. Waller, a loser. AJ Styles hasn't been on TV. Loser. Yet they're all in the United States Invitational. Rey Mysterio is the only winner here. LA Knight is the other winner. Cameron Grimes hasn't been on TV in how many weeks? Sheamus said he had Theory twice beat. And his friends have cost him the win over Theory. He was excited to get a chance to fight for another shot at Austin Theory. So we got Sheamus, Mysterio, and Grimes. Backstage promos. Rey Mysterio being the worst one. I don't know where the fuck they had him record that, but the worst one of them, I don't know them L.A. Knight made his ring entrance. Fans went crazy. He says he's the best decision WWE ever made. He said the worst decision ever made, was putting him in next week's Fatal 4-Way. He says, you can call him the Megastar or the GOAT, but one day you'll call him the Chant. North Carolina, tell them whose game it is. L.A. Knight. yeah! If he doesn't win this match and the United States title, we are doing something terribly wrong. But I'll tell you what, one, one additional thing. WWE didn't put Rey Mysterio in front of a live crowd. They didn't put Sheamus in front of a live crowd, even though he wrestled tonight. They didn't put Cameron Grimes in front of a live crowd. They gave LA Knight a live microphone to cut his promo in the audience. I want to think that WWE knows what the fuck they're doing, but I don't trust them at all. But good on them for putting LA Knight in front of a live crowd. EO Sky... Everybody teased the cash in. EO teased the cash in earlier, right? Bailey teased the cash in. They brought Charlotte back into the arena because of this cash in. So clearly, they were going to be watching what happened here against Asuka and Bianca Belair. Smash went to a no contest, as usual. Charlotte, just like Bianca, sat in the crowd, had a ticket. How fucking stupid does this look? The woman was legitimately in the ring earlier today, right? Earlier on this show. They go to the back. She's got her luggage. She's ready to leave the building. She comes back into the building because she sees EO potentially teasing a cash in for the briefcase. And she doesn't want EO to win the title before she wins the title. Then we get to this match, and Charlotte's sitting at ringside in the fucking crowd like a paying customer. How stupid does that look? Like, what did Charlotte do here tonight? That couldn't be done with her walking out there and stopping Bailey and Eel from cashing in the briefcase. Did she need to sit out ringside in in the crowd? I don't get it. Again, another dumb fucking decision. Yet I'm the negative one. I'm fucking stupid. Nobody thinks of this shit. Snatch win nine minutes. Everybody knew how this match was going to end. Asuka wasn't losing the championship tonight. WWE's been teasing this triple threat match with Charlotte, Asuka, and Bianca at SummerSlam. Why would they take the title off of Asuka tonight? Belair had control. Hit a suplex. Standing moonsault for a two. Asuka ultimately hit a shotgun dropkick to come back. Goes for cover of her own. Gets a two count. Oscar ran at Belair and Belair moved, eventually landing a spine buster. Oscar went for an Oscar lock, but Belair Bel rolled through and got a two count out of it. Belair was on the apron, but Belair lifted Oscar and hit a KOD on Oscar on the commentary table. Bailey and Eo. They're out there, causing trouble. EO was getting involved. Charlotte hopped the barricade. Charlotte took out Bailey and Eo. Don't know why this couldn't be done with her running down the aisle from watching the match backstage. Don't know why she needed to pretend to buy a ticket to the show when she was already a part of the show. Charlotte speared Belair. This resulted in a DQ. So she takes out Bailey and Eo. And Charlotte then speared Belair, which resulted in Asuka winning. Or Asuka. Um, losing. She speared Bel Air, so she gave Bel Air the DQ victory. Sky hit Charlotte on the head with her Money in the Bank briefcase. Bailey and Sky tried to cash it in, but Asuka hit Bailey with the mist to stop all of it. Cash-in didn't happen, and Asuka walked up the ramp. Show ended with all the women looking frustrated as Oscar smiled her way up the ramp, smiling because she saved herself another week or two as the SmackDown Women's Champion. Or the WWE Women's Champion because they don't uh, call them by SmackDown and Raw branded titles anymore. Show was very mid. The main event was fucking lame. Really fucking lame. Honestly. We knew exactly what was going to happen. It looked fucking ridiculously cringe with Charlotte sitting out there when she was a part of the show earlier to pretend that she's a paying customer only for it to interfere in the match. You break. WWE gave us What? Charlotte versus Asuka for championship, right? Bianca interferes. Then we get Bianca versus Asuka. Charlotte interferes. I mean, God, the effort on creative is so fucking lame. So lame. Hey, you interfered in my match. Next week, I'm going to interfere in your match. Triple threat at SummerSlam. And the fucking geeks, they're, they're excited about it. Oh, my God. How we got there is more important than the fucking match that they'll have. If what you're telling on the way there, there isn't exciting, I don't give a fuck about what happens at SummerSlam. It's basically the gist of it. Anyway, guys, that is all I got for SmackDown tonight. It was a lame duck show, as always. Very good men's fatal four-way. It's about it. That's about it. Follow me on social media, guys, at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys go check out all the other content on the channel. Plenty of it. Next time you see me, we'll be in the sub boxes tomorrow afternoon. And tomorrow night, we will be live for AEW Collision. And the Owen Hart Cup final. Athena lost to Willow tonight. So Willow goes one-on-one with Ruby Soho. And Ricky Starks will go one-on-one with CM Punk. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. And tonight's show is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew.com code JD at checkout. Make sure you guys go get your free sample. Use code JD at checkout. All you have to do is pay $5 shipping and handling. That's bluechew.com. Code JD at checkout. $5 shipping and handling and you got yourself a free sample, man. Thank you guys for making us number one in the community tonight man how hated I am yet yeah, you still show up to watch the fucking show no. thank you guys let's get into the super chats Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat except for the fatal 4 way in j this show was blah yeah it was Drizzy Drew 4 99 I advise you to watch the G1 Climax presser that was today. Gabe Kidd and Alex Coughlin with strong promos, man. Certified studs. Their future is bright. Yeah. The uh, G1 usually is a great way to build some stars, man. Should be a good tournament. Uh, Lily in the chat. I see you. Yes, I will be live tomorrow with AEW Collision. Jonathan Spaulding with the new membership. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you for being here in the venue, man. What the fuck are you drinking tonight? Jonathan Spaulding. Joseph Taylor with a 2 dollars super chat. The people that went on Twitter and said they wanted you to die are Vince fans. Probably. Probably, man. Vince is in charge. Triple H is not in charge. Jack. Shackle Pulse with a new membership. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you being here, man. Ghost Aries with a 20. Spending the remaining moments of my birthday to hear JD cook all these geeks on Twitter. OTS for life. Thank you, Ghost. Braves win again, man. It's a beautiful thing. Bucks After Dark with a $4.99. JD, I had a date tonight. Forgot my blue Now I'm here watching you. Cheers. Listen, Buck, uh, if you are going to go out on a date, man, you got to have blue somewhere on you, man. On your person, in your, in your car, in your wallet, somewhere. Come on. You're fucking up, Bucks. Now you got it for next time. Don't worry about it. I'm sure she'll understand Tay Tay with a 9 99 people are wishing death on you all because of a tweet you made about shots getting a haircut but regardless of what I think about this tweet people need to get a life nobody knew nobody knew Tay Tay they all want to pretend that they know stop stalking wrestlers on Twitter okay they don't know you they don't give a fuck about you go make your own life these people know more about these people these, these geeks on Twitter and Instagram know more about these professional wrestlers than they do their own fucking family. They care about what happens in their lives instead of caring about what happens in their life. Meanwhile, they're fucking flipping burgers at Wendy's for minimum wage and they care more about what Shotzi's doing on Instagram. Well, congratulations to those people that work at Wendy's, man. I'm sure it's a fine establishment. And your burgers are better than Burger King. And your nuggets are better than McDonald's. Tay Tay, thank you, brother. Blurred the Nerd with a $5 Super Jack. Why does it seem like Charlotte is trying to outdress Bianca? She's out there looking like a shiny Android number two pencil. Bianca looking like a full course meal. Uh, blurred. Bianca is a thousand times better looking than Charlotte Flair and throw that out there Tay Tay with a 499 LA night for us title. Yeah, by the way, I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. Yeah, man I need uh, I need a haircut too I put her off for far too long man. Listen, man, you guys don't know about Dave Thomas. How many of you guys know about Dave Thomas, bro? That Dave Thomas is a fucking genius. Let me tell you. Uh, Vincent Tarantini with a 14-month. JD, the number one guy, the IWC. Yeah, thank you, brother. Appreciate you, Vincent. Oh, man, the, the death tolls are ringing for my cancellation on Twitter. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Hey, let me do that again. The death tolls are ringing for JD. Oh, my goodness. Gotta love me some Andy James, bro. Vincent, thank you, brother. Tommy with a new membership. Tommy T21924. Thank you, brother. Johnny with a five. Thank you for all that you do. Michael Evans, VA, with 13 months. Shotzi had no problem shaving her head, cutting a psychotic promo on live TV to to progress a story, though. Okay. And if it wasn't about her sister she would have gotten a direct order from Vince McMahon that's great shit gal uh uh uh, hologram get star child memories out of the chat get star child memories out of the chat I never said JD ain't entertaining now what are you talking about I can't take criticism, you said. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention Bobby Lashley, huh? Oh, well. Bobby Lashley showed up for the first time since the WWE draft and invited the Street Profits into his limousine, and they drove away. We may be looking at a new Hurt Business. Could be looking at a new Hurt Business. The Street Profits need a change, man. They need a character change, and this could be it. Michael Evans, thank you for the 13 months, brother. Captain Solo with a $5 super chat. Can Andrade please take one for the team and put a little El Idolo in the oven so Charbot can get off TV. We can ship in and forward him Bluetooth. Captain Solo, I love that idea, man. Maybe we should get a petition out there. We need a little El Idolo. Peter Gaymore. We love Peter Gaymore. Brother, what's going on, man? Five-dollar super chat. This review needs to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Respect, JD. Thank you, Peter Gaymore. You, or oh, you, my brother, are in the OTS VIP lounge. Absolutely. Willie Teague with a two. Braves still hot after the All-Star break. Willie, uh, the Braves didn't have an All-Star break, bro. Half of the fucking NL National League team was the Braves they just use that as a way to uh, kind of stay hot. D-Man with a 499. Tell them what's up Jay. The real Ripley is a badass and is the MVP of WWE Charlotte Flair isn't even the best wrestler in catering, LOL. Thank you D-Man. with a new membership. Thank you, brother. The fuck are you drinking tonight, Devin? Sandinsky Lawson with a one ninety nine. No message. Jerry Ramey with a $20 super chat. Thank you, Jerry Ramey. AJ Styles is always great, but AJ has a tendency to give big men The best matches of their career. Abyss, Matt Morgan, AJ even made Jinder look good. Bro, let's not go that far, okay? Give me a break. He did not make Jinder look good. Sandinsky Lawson becomes a new member. Thank you, brother. You're one of the shy ones, I see, huh? I appreciate you, though, man. Thank you for being here. The Bastard, 97 with three months. Three months to the best podcast ever. Thanks for all you do. Keep it 100 and fuck the haters. Much love, J.D. Thank you, Bastard. Appreciate you, bro. The Dumont Show with a $10 super chat. Thank you, J.D. I've been said on Twitter for losers that want to cancel people. A bunch of losers that think their goddamn opinions are important. This is why I love you, brother. Keep doing what you do. Thank you, Dumont. Uh, guys, YouTube's chat's fucking up, bro. Nobody's muted. Nobody's benched. The chat is messing up, man. I don't know what's going on. Sedinsky Lawson with a 199. Please let me send chat. Don't delete the tweet. Uh, I'll It's not going anywhere, brother. I have no idea why the chat's freezing, guys. No idea. Uh, We're going to wrap this up soon anyway. Uh, Peter Gaymore. $2. Get him, J.D. Willie T. $2 Super Chat. Lucky fan that sat beside Charlotte Flair. No, he's not. Or no, she's not. Devin with a $10 Super Chat. J.D., the same way I could listen... Paul Heyman talk about anything. I always enjoy your rants and calling out the IWC, especially when I have a few cold ones and some herb. You're hilarious, bro. Rock on. Thank you, Devin. Scripps with a $5 super chat. Thank you, Scripps. JD, you don't owe anyone anything. You've been the best part of my day every day since 2016. I appreciate you, Scripps. Thank you. Sean Martin with a $5 Super Chat. Don't be surprised, J.D. If TK has a final fall bleed into Battle of the Belt between FDR and Bullet Club Gold to get everyone to watch. I don't know what's going to happen on Saturday night, man, but I'm looking forward to that match tomorrow night. Mohammed with a 5. WWE keeps creating all these factions, then just ends up breaking them up after 6 or 7 months. Yeah, Triple H creates. Vince kills, Muhammad. Fury Station with a 199. JD, what's up? Thoughts on Lashley Profits tonight? Too early to tell, bro, but I'm intrigued about where they're going. The Wolfness Way with a 25-month Miss Smackdown. To have a nice dinner and saw you trending. Just made it easy to see who to mute. Fuck cancel culture. Keep doing you, bro. Cheers, bro. The reason sometimes why I tweet is to see who I should be blocking. And my number right now, I can't even begin to tell you how many people I got blocked. Ridiculous. Appreciate you, man. Am I really trending? We should look at some of the comments tonight. Let's see. Let's 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 look at some of the comments that I'm sure I got. Let's see. Yankees lost to Colorado, huh? One of the worst teams in the league. Great. People are fucking celebrating that I blocked them. That's how you know I'm over, man. Man, if JD from NY got hit by a car, I would not care. J.D. from NY is a moron. Blames McMahon on Shotzi shaving her head. Mass respect to Shotzi for showing support to her sister. J.D. from NY, however, can go straight to hell. Fuck that punk motherfucker. Nuff said. Oh, look at this guy. Normally, I'm bashing this clown turd, but in all fairness, she did post about her sister having cancer after the segment and Air Three made his comments, which weren't an attack on Shotzi, but an attack on creative. JD from NY gets a pass this one time. And then he clipped the fucking show. He clipped two minutes and 16 seconds of the fucking show. Then this guy in the comments, so you're defending him. Congrats, big dog. You're trash. Just like him. <laughs> The JD in JD from NY stands for just deranged. This brainless cuck has no idea what he's talking about and then loudly doubles down on his bullshit. What a fucking idiot. JD from NY is dumb. (laughs) I'm in now. I'm in no way defending JD from NY, but y'all act... Like the Shotzi family news is common knowledge. Some of us just watch and comment on what we see on TV without being privy to backstage stuff. Chill the fuck out. J.D. from NY is a pathetic piece of shit. Breaking news, people. Breaking news, people. What do we got here? All my N words hate JD from NY. It's great. Daily reminder fuck JD from NY. That is all. That dude, J.D. from NY, is a complete (laughs) asswipe. In my previous tweet, I made a too-far claim of J.D. from NY. I did not wish death on him, but I do regret going that far of celebrating the death of him. The only reason I made that tweet is that I thought he also went too far... Of not being sorry after he was in the wrong. JD from NY is a brainless, miserable piece of dumpster shit. JD is a miserable shit stain on the underpants of society. Fuck that dipshit. <laughs> That JD from NY guy has been anti WWE so hard lately. (laughs) WWE's been anti WWE. JD from NY talking out of his ass again and refusing to own up to it. A mental midget will always be a mental midget. Got a little bit of a hate mail Friday going on over here, guys. Holy shit. JD from NY is a loudmouth, dumb piece of shit. Anyone who takes this bitch seriously is an even bigger clown than him. (laughs) Fuck JD from NY. What a prick. Why can't this JD from NY just be banned off this platform? JD from NY used Shotzi shaving her head in support of her sister as an excuse to badmouth Vince. What a clown. Some things in life are bigger than your Vince hatred. Rather than admitting he was wrong and apologizing, he turns off the comments. Why do people like him? <laughs> I see J.D. is getting a lot of stick for what he said about Shotzi. Breaking news, J.D. is a dipshit. WWE and AEW, the whole sports entertainment professional wrestling internet community, need to come together and unify to finally exile and remove this J.D. from NY dude forever. He's been a cancer to the whole business and the community. (laughs) oh my goodness man oh Oh, my god man it's fucking comedy hour out here man holy shit JD is a piece of shit. I can give two fucks if you didn't know about the situation beforehand. The fact you still have it up and are not willing to apologize says a lot. You might have other people brainwash, but you can go fuck yourself. JD from NY not only blames Vince for everything... Not that I'm defending Vince or anything, but he's a Triple H dick rider 24-7, and it shows whenever one of his guys fumbles on TV, it's always, there's no way it's Hunter's work coming out of his mouth. As a fellow New Yorker, I think I speak for all New Yorkers when I say that we do not claim J.D. from N.Y. Fuck New York. People making it sound like I enjoy being here. (laughs) Oh, man. This fucking state has gone to shit. Have you walked through Manhattan lately? I do it three times a week. If I'm not seeing fucking an abundance of homeless, I see some fucking guy with a full-blown goatee walking around in a fucking dress. Ridiculous. JD turned off comments. He even went further with it. Don't defend him. A good, decent, okay, anything else you can describe a person and... And would and should have said, that's on me. I fucked up, guys, my bad. Anything close to that, but nah. He had to go vintage JD like, come on now, LOL. Every time I read JD from NY, all I can think is, dummy, yeah, dummy, yeah, dummy, yeah. Yeah. Shotsy's sister has cancer, you dumb fucking cunt. I hate WWE, and even I know that. So, JD from NY, you know common sense. Yeah, use that from now on, you stain on the carpet of life. Fuck you and your inbred
1: fans. <laughs>
0: I'm blocked by J.D. because he's a bitch, first off. I've said for years that he's a fucking asshole. Tonight, prove that to anyone who somehow didn't know that. What a dipshit. J.D. from NY wishes death on Vince and other people on his podcast. And as soon as a N-word does it back to him, you dick-riding, meat-pulling throat legends come crying and shit. Oh, you're going too far, man. N-word, shut the fuck up and let N-words cook. Fuck JD and you. Wow. Crazy. JD from NY gets no bitches except the ones supporting his dumb fuckery in his comment section. Interesting. JD from NY is trash, and he won't apologize about his post. JD from NY is a fucking idiot. Don't waste your time interacting with him in any way. JD is the number one topping in the wrestling world. Own that fucktard. L-M-A-O. One guy was like, making him more money at the end of the day. Y'all N-words are too slow, acting like he's not finny. use this to get more views. ha <laughs> ha. Oh, man. You guys are fucking crazy, right? you seriously fucking crazy. After today, I've decided to unfollow JD. (laughs) Pretty disgusting how he can't apologize and the fact I even stand by his bullshit tweets for months is a huge slap in my face. Fuck J.D., that J.D. from NY person is such a toxic, miserable person. If you're rocking with J.D. from NY, you could actually fuck off. Y'all need to stop trying to get J.D. to apologize. It's literally impossible for J.D. to prevent himself from being an asshole. crazy, man. Social media is crazy, bruh. Crazy. Four nation's T with a four ninety nine. Thank you, brother. J.D., I was out there tonight. The pop for LA Night NJ was crazy. They deserve it, man. They're doing some of the best work in the entire wrestling world right now. Jarrett Hayward. Or Jarrett Howard. I'm sorry, brother. Jarrett Howard with a $5 super chat. J.D., I don't care what these wokesters say about you. You keep a 100... I got your back all the way. Don't let these wokesters just keep you down. Thank you, uh, Jared. appreciate you, brother. Jay and Joe's World the 999. Much love, brother. Non-WWE related, do you think Sting will face Jericho in a singles match at All Out? Or do you think he's done after that latter incident? I would like to see Sting versus Darby. Uh, Jay and Joe's World. Thank you, man. Uh, I do think that we get Jericho and Sting. I do. One-on-one, yes, I do. But uh, Sting and Darby, I don't think it's going to happen. Ali with a deny. Hey, JD, do you see Ricky Starks turning heel on CM Punk in the finals? I don't know, man. I- I'm going to go with Samoa Joe ruining Punk's chances tomorrow night. I think Joe and Punk is not done yet. Heisenberg with a deny. Shotzi shaved her head for her sister, but how was JD supposed to know that? I don't think he's on Instagram, so think before you speak, geeks. Heisenberg, you are correct, my friend. Jason Barker with a $5 Super Chat. I'm a huge supporter of yours. I would take a break on Twitter to let the smoke settle. I wouldn't blame you. Yeah, uh, I may, uh, Jason, I'm not going to take a break. I just may uh, limit who sees my tweets, bro. I may uh, limit the comments. Lily with a 4 dollars I appreciate you, Lily. Thank you so much. LJ, best ever with a 24 month golden microphone. I ain't watched SmackDown. Horrible week, but having some peanut butter whiskey with cream soda feels great. OTS for life. Thank you, LJ. Appreciate you, brother. Jarrett with a $2 super chat. Social media, more like woke media. Yeah. 24 of the one ninety nine. I think Shotzi has the face to pull off short hair. Short hair will do nothing for her career, 24. It's a beautiful thing that she did what she did for her sister, but... Her career will go nowhere with short hair. It never amounts to anything. Joseph Taylor with a $5 super chat. Two things. Even though I don't like Bianca as a baby face, she was out there looking like a snack. And can Charlotte Flair retire already? (laughs) Cody Snodder with a $5 super chat my night turned bad too dude working and it delayed me from getting home from the road supposed to be off for a week and a half OTS VIP for life Cody as long as you're home brother that's all that matters well hopefully you're home now Barry McConner with a $2 super chat Charlotte is my hero Barry, a little bit too much uh, alcohol for you tonight, I see, huh? kal with a $5 super chat. You killed it tonight, JD. Are you helping Mustangs when you get Dark Horse? Am I helping Mustangs? Legit Mustangs? Who am I helping, kal I'm helping myself. OTX Tribal Queen with $2 Super Chat. Don't screw with the number one chat in the IWC. Thank you, Tribal Queen. Hollywood Guy with a $5 Super Chat. Your thoughts on AEW banning some moves and blood spots? Extra tomorrow, brother. Extra on Saturday afternoon. The Professional Guy with a $2 Super Chat. J.D. Mission Impossible is a very good movie. I saw that yesterday in 4DX. Shit was great. I thought it was a great movie, man. One of the best in the franchise, I think. Another day, another I Tommy with a five. Can I get a... She Bucks after dark with a one ninety nine. How long until we get MJF Punk, you think? I would say next year. As Soon as that bidding war of twenty twenty-four starts up. Positive vibes only. Four ninety nine. Athena has been killing it in AW Athena and Willow put on a good match tonight. Joseph Gonzalez with three months, with the bloodline story seemingly being close to ending. What will the next overarching storyline be to replace it? Does WWE even know? No, they don't, Joseph. And whatever it is, it better be fucking good. Funny Rob Baybay with three months. Let's fucking go, Baybay. JD never changed. We need someone to make sense of this shit called sports entertainment. OTS Bloodline, thank you, brother. Tony Brown, 499. Thanks for watching, JD. I fell asleep. Get your Z's in, Tony Brown. Get your Z's, Destroyer. Gives me a uh, super emoji con fist bump. for the 199. Thank you, Destroyer. Heisenberg with a 279. I just got my last super chat wrong. My bad. It's alright, brother. Cisco with the $2 Super Chat. You should read them in the Gollum voice. AWC Legend with a 4 dollars The New Yorkers may not like you, but uh, us Irish do JD. Thank, uh, listen, man, I love the Irish too. Fine people, beautiful country, man. Love to go back there. Cal L with the $2 super chat. That was a misprint. Are you keeping the Mustang? I think I am, bro. I think I'm keeping the one I got now. Otherwise, I gotta otherwise I gotta change all the intros. Trevor Spinelli with a new membership. Thank you Trevor. I really appreciate you man. I thought you were a fucking member of the channel already. But apparently not. Basic with the 4 months. Thank you Basic. I've come to realize that a lot of these WWE superstars have Stockholm syndrome, hoping to be noticed by Vince. He is taking away their best years. Basic, that may be comments of the night, brother. No. Guys, I'm about to get the hell out of here, man. I got some work to do. I got to finish up. Tomorrow, we go see Grandma in the nursing home. She's doing very well. Getting uh, situated to being there permanently. So I will be there tomorrow afternoon, and then I'll be home for Collision on Saturday night, man. Will I be live with Jesse? I don't know. I got to talk to him. I don't know yet. We will see. But I appreciate you guys very much for uh, stopping by and drinking with me tonight in my mother's basement. As always, man, the Mustang is ready to hit the road and we head towards Collision on Saturday Night Live. Tonight, we're in my mother's basement. Tomorrow we'll be in the beer garden, man. Appreciate you guys. Follow me on social media. At JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys go and check out all the other content on the channel. Thank you for the super chat, love. Hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 1,000 likes minimum tonight on the podcast. And I'll see you tomorrow night live from the Beer Garden for AEW Collision, the Owen Hart Cup Finals tomorrow night. Enjoy Saturdays, guys, and I'll see you then right here on OTS.